Hello, Northern Michigan. This is Chief Meteorologist Tom O'Hare with Weather on the Go. Joining me today is meteorologist Michael Stevens. How you doing, Michael? I'm good, Tom. How are you, man? I'm good. It's been a while since we've, since we've done one of these things. <laughs> it I has mean, been. It has been a few weeks. It's like a month and a half. I don't. I can't remember if if Madison was still with us or the last one. Joey pulling in, Haley, or it was just us three. I think we all did one together, right? But I can't. Re- I I don't remember doing it just us three. Yeah, I don't think so. so I think it's been about a month, month and a half. Month yeah, and a half. yeah, it's been a close. While. We've had we've had some up and downs. So. <laughs> it's been going on. Yeah, but yeah, we. Uh, I mean, we're now into fall. I mean, Mother Nature flipped a switch, and here we are. You're right. Well, a month ago it was it was crazy how we're looking at the colors and they're coming slowly changing. Mm-hmm. I was watching reports for the Western UP. I was like barely any green out there, touch of yellow. And the following week, like, yeah, that cold spell that we got suddenly snapped everything. Those they went from like, turned hard. They went from, like, yellow to, like, peak within a week. Yeah. It was crazy fast. It was October 1st, and I drove up to Traverse City for uh, the Alzheimer's walk. And it was just, like, it was funny because you just see seas of green, but then there was red. And there was red and red, red. The, the maples were, like, the first ones to pop. They yeah. were just so vibrant red. And then since the last two weeks now... Cadillac and many interior spots are peak, even like here on Shoreline's peak, but it is a gorgeous season. I don't, I, I can't recall in the last few years that we've had colors this yes. nice. I exactly agree with you 100% there because just the way things worked out, I mean, it was the delay was just right. We haven't spring. had a wind event. No, not we had a little bit, but right, not much. Not much. But the colors, you're right. This year, last couple of years, kind of like dull. Mm-hmm. They weren't popping. This right. year, like I see a lot more bright reds, Very bright vibrant. oranges, bright yellows really going on. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is just the way it's supposed to be. Right, <laughs> and that's the way you know you, you always think of co- fall colors, you know. And if for anybody who's wondering right now, probably in the next week, majority of us will be in the near peak peak spots um i know everyone's been asking me uh the tunnel of, uh tunnel of trees same here yeah um they're the last ones to change yeah. um so probably in the next week two weeks um no i would say no more than two weeks but next weekend would probably be the best weekend yeah i'm thinking the weekend the 22nd should be pretty good there if not that definitely next weekend that's about it right because those lakeshore counties Everyone goes, why? Well, the warm waters make a big, big difference. Big difference. And the extra clouds in the fall, too, help to trap in some heat out those yep. areas. But you go inland by just five miles, you can have, Huge like, changes. past conditions. Right. And so that's, that's how finicky it is. Well, I mean, when we turned cold a month ago, I mean, a lot of spots inland saw some 20s and 30s. We have some frost advisories oh, and yeah. freeze warnings right Real away. Real quick, yeah. And then, you know, right after that, all those areas inland continue to be cold. So, I mean, that's why you're seeing a lot of those colors first uh, but everyone on the lake here on sh- or lake michigan shoreline those west winds right. are keeping them pretty protected now the east side obviously they don't have east winds directly every day impacting right. them yep. um, it's mainly west winds for us here so you are seeing things a little bit different um, from west to east so the lake here on shoreline eastern up much of the interior portions of the lower peninsula near peak to peak right now are close to here in the next week and then lake michigan shoreline i'd say at most two weeks. Yeah, and I, I recently, recently updated the uh, fall foliage forecast and talking about, you know, make a nice trip from, say, Petoskey down oh, to Cadillac, yeah. Cadillac towards, uh, what, to M37, yep. up back to TC and around that way. You get a variation of everything going on. Yeah. So it, you'll see the great color. You'll see some greens, certainly towards Traverse City, those lower elevations, but mm-hmm. get a nice mix of everything going on. It's if, just beautiful. There is a route, if you really wanted to just spend a day and see colors, 
drive from Lake Huron to Lake Michigan. Yeah, follow well. M55 over to West Branch. Right. Uh, go up 65 and just cruise up to M32, come back to Lake Michigan, and then take 131 back down. I yeah. mean, that, that circle right there, you'll see every color in the book. Yeah, it's and a nice long day gorgeous. event drive. Yeah. Like you find spots to stop, have lunch or mm-hmm. a snack, and find a winery hopefully somewhere along the way too, right. and relax and yeah. get the nice views and soak in the color. Now, it's this time of year, I just, I love, I do love fall. I oh, love yeah. spring. It's my but favorite season. Just this duration out my house, it started changing a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I peaked there just a, like a half a, like three, four days ago. Yep. But even on the way back into work now, you can see other spots just peaking up. Yep. So next couple of days, this weekend, uh, 15th, 16th, 17th, beautiful. I think Get it was, out. I think it was here that I've seen the most leaves down, actually at the station. Yeah, same I've here. Because my car was covered in them. But at home, they haven't really fallen off yet. They're at peak, but, you know, the south end of town, we're a little more elevated here in the south end of town. So they're, the leaves are a little more on the ground at the station. Um, but you're seeing... I mean, even in northern Osceola County, all around here, around is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, but it is peak. I would say probably for us, middle of next week, you're going to see a lot more leaves on the ground, though. Yeah. Especially with this next wave of this low pressure system that won't go anywhere. Right, and it's that's just pesky. way to lead our way way into because yeah. uh, you said Madison had some record oh, set Madison. this morning. Yeah, Madison, Wisconsin had a. Uh, um, their first, their earliest snowfall on record, uh, <laughs> I think it was a trace. They call trace measurable snowfall in Wisconsin, but the National Weather Service said it was uh, their earliest snowfall, 10-13, going all the way back to 1886. Yeah, that's crazy. It's wild. But, I mean, uh, my mother-in-law, also in northern Wisconsin, this morning said it was everything was covered. The lilac bushes were covered. Um, and then over in Minnesota, um, our cousin uh, showed a picture, and she had snow on the roads and houses and stuff like that too so it's there it's knocking on the door it won't right. make it here just yet we could have some snow by monday tuesday but yeah nothing that's going to be like you know inches for you by any means but but that's something we're watching and that's the scary thing. The same low pressure that's came here a couple days ago and the upper level moving. support to it just will not move out it's kind no. of suck your spinning it's yep. spinning it's spinning and, and then it gets trapped as it tries to go east northeast and just hangs out and that gives us the next week of cold yeah. No and rebound least, until at least next weekend. Yeah. I, I saw the – I made the forecast through next Friday, and Friday have highs now in the 50s. That's good. I'm like, all right, some sunshine. If we don't get that sunshine – now, these upper-level lows are just right. so finicky. They're huff to, tough to forecast. They right. kind of lingery, linger, the spinning of the uh, low pressures beneath Those them. Those lobes, just you just linger. never know when they drop. Yeah. Right. So this might be off a little bit. I mean, it wouldn't be surprised. Just no, very tough to forecast. Yeah. But, but it, should, it should slide out at some point. It, it, what it, if it follows true to the forecast – the models were showing that the jet stream returns north next weekend. We could even have some 60s again next weekend. Right. So, so that is something that we'll see happens. And it'll be the first time I get out to hunt, too, and it'll be in the 60s. I mean, come on. But Yeah, know. I know. got to go this weekend. Come on. I can't go this weekend. Go tomorrow. we got stuff to do. Uh, I can't I tomorrow. we got stuff at the station here. we got the I know. fall fest day going on. A lot on. of stuff happening. I agree. So there's a lot of things going on, but. It's it's all right as long as we get out the end of October November not much not much has been moving just yet so we're okay yeah now let's talk about you know that the low energy low pressure yeah. here coming in right now now mm-hmm. the question is what's going to happen this winter I know yeah, you've been doing a little more research on the winter patterns potential mm-hmm. I'll be reading a little bit the last couple of days and we know it looks to be a La Nina pattern however it can be a bit more extreme than <laughs> uh, we typically see yeah there's there's things setting up right now that you know not many if anybody has seen um but 
that just goes into your weather forecasting for you. Uh, we're not magic wizards by any means. So, you know, we take patterns. Patterns are the number one thing that we look at in weather. Obviously, you know, upper air and what's going on. But patterns usually tell you what's going to be happening. La Nina is a pattern that tells you it's going to be a colder winter. Right. Um, now, when you're talking about, okay, what about snow? Well, snow all depends on, you know, how much moisture is in the stratosphere, what has happened downstream, what's going to be heading in-stream. We've been very dry since last winter. So, I mean, during the summer, we did get some moisture, but it wasn't a ton. Right. It got us back to about where we're supposed to be. Where we're supposed to be, right. Right. But the things I've been reading and what I watched on YouTube um, with some meteorologists, um, there's some things in play that we haven't seen before. And uh, when we look at winter forecasting, we look at the Arctic Oscillation, we look at the Pacific Oscillations, and uh, some of them are labeled like PDO, right? Um, just you know, uh, abbreviated name for them. Um, but the PDO, when it's negative, it means cold Pacific shoreline waters. Um, so that would mean that usually we're on the warmer side of things. Last year they had a uh, negative one, right. so they gave warm west, cold east. But um, the only thing we weren't super cold here. No, because the jet stream ran right over us. Exactly, it we were on that fighting line. Right, we're in that fighting line. In the last line. couple of years, we've been this La Nina pattern, but right. this looks to be more of a possible extreme level because of that change. Yeah. And if we get this setting up, it could be a battle zone in spots. Right. And right. for anybody who doesn't know, if you've heard the terms El Nino and La Nina, basically it's just referring to the water temperatures by the equator in the Pacific Ocean, and that usually shows if it's colder water usually sets you up for a colder winter if it's warmer water sets you up for a warmer winter uh, or whatever pattern you're in not just winter or summer or whatever it is but if it's el nino it's going to be warmer usually if it's la nina it's colder usually so we're in that la nina pattern again for a record third year in a row <laughs> which we haven't had for three years before. no right not really um but no. like we had we had a barrier last year with that fighting zone east coast was cold we were right on that edge of all the systems missed us to the south and went I to know. the east coast. It was crazy. How Very we had weird. So limit snow. And I remember people that we work with saying, "Oh, it's such a bad winter." Like me and Michael both like, uh, "No, <laughs> it <laughs> not was really. not a bad winter at all." Um, so, what other uh, equation to it? The PDO is going to be positive this year, which means warm West Coast water. So California, Oregon, and uh, Washington are going to be on the warm side of their shoreline water, which they've never seen with the La Nina event. So they've never had PDO of a plus PDO, which means warmer water at California and a La Nina event. So they're not sure what pattern is going to come out of this. And then on top of it, we have the polar vortex, which is mm. a real term, but it's yeah. not the term that you see on TV. Um, it is basically the polar jet. So the column of air that sits above the North Pole is a polar vortex. And yes, it can wobble and you get lobes of that. And that's what they've termed the polar vortex impacting us. But um, that air right now in the stratosphere is the coldest it has ever been recorded. So now you have that to play into the factor, which we've never seen temperatures like that before. So you have two out of three variables, well, actually three variables that we have never seen before. The longest running La Nina, you have PD, uh, PDOs positive, which means warm uh, coastal waters on the Pacific. And then you have the coldest vort uh, polar vortex temperatures on record. So yeah, we don't know. You yeah. could have extreme events. And, and that's what I'm thinking might happen. Right. And we could be super cold and have water rush over and be freezing in rain. Correct. Or just have tons of heavy snow, yep. lake effect events nonstop. And then the West Coast could have this, I got a major dry spell again. And just right. they've already mega drought as it is. Mm -hmm. And they don't need to see, they didn't need to get moisture coming in. Right. They need rainfall in the mountains. They need the snowfall out there. And it, it could be very bad again 
for those folks and for Northern Michigan, it's something that people, I know a lot of people want to see some snow, but right. it's like, well, how much snow do you really want to see? Well, when you look at the past two winters, and we've been under La Nina, obviously yep. there's some different variables right now, but we didn't have much snow. No. We had more ice than we've seen in recent past. Right, and when we got the snow, two <clears> or <throat> three days later, it kind of melted really right. fast. I mean, we back to green, and we didn't have much of a Christmas time. It was mostly no. green again, windy, It just... I know a lot of people want to see that Christmas snow out there. Right. And uh, hopefully, I do hope, hope we get this year. Oh, too. yeah, I do too. Um, but what I'm thinking is if this, this spells a problem for any Colorado low, because any Colorado low that comes out grabs moisture from the Gulf. Right. And if you have that fighting zone, which we were last year, right. if that fighting zone moves just a little bit to the west, that fighting zone sets up severe weather on the front side of those lows and then very cold, big winter storms on the backside of those lows. Right. So that is something that is re very realistic with that very dry, cold air to the north, fighting that very warm water off the California coast, moving up the Rockies and then developing that low. And pulling the moisture off the Gulf. Gathering moisture and off the Gulf. Right. So you might have some very big winter storms. Now, the other thing that they're researching and they don't have clear evidence on just yet is when the volcano erupted underwater in uh, the Pacific. Right, I read about that one too. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to figure out if that played into La Nina, um, but they're also thinking that may have shot more moisture in the stratosphere. Right. Which could play into more snow. Yeah. So that is something that they're frantically trying <laughs> to figure out because uh, it's all playing, th there's so many factors right now that we haven't seen before um, or really played out to this extreme. Uh, so that is what we're kind of seeing what will play out for northern Michigan. It, it could, again, be like the last two years where the right. jet stream just will not move and we are that battle zone again. And you see one day of, you know, several inches of snow and then the next sunny and warm. So it, it could be, again, one of those lackluster winters, but there is a potential for um, some major events for us this year. And just think about this. How many years ago we had to go back where, you know, we heard about this volcano in the, in mm -hmm. the, uh, on the ocean, blew up the water, all that. What, 30, 40 years ago, it might have happened and no one ever knew about it. Right, the, right. The technology just w really wasn't available back no. then. And now we have so much more newer information to look into things, but we didn't know what it was right. 30, 40, 50 years ago. So we no. don't have a good record to say what happened exactly. back here respe respect to it and say what could happen afterwards. Correct. And, that, and that's a big thing is like you have to look at kind of the records, record keeping of all this stuff. Like, yeah, we didn't know too much about the – oscillations that we look into or the polar vortex the column of air yeah the records for those are not nearly as deep as say the first record snowfall for madison right. back in 1886 and myself i look at sometimes the, the snowfall over siberia how much right. is out there right now that is ground. a good that is a good uh yeah right now is when you start looking at that where's that right. cold air over the north pole setting up because people ask what what is it matter because that's where the really cold air is going to yeah. help develop the high pressure that are super cold and they slowly move towards yeah. the northern midwestern canada and they slide right into us, yeah. and that's a good indicator of how cold it might get. If it's huge spans of lots of snowpack, yep. which gives several bouts of Arctic weather. Now, what I can tell you is if you get those cold falls, more than likely is spring, it pushes over to Siberia. So wherever that lobe of cold air sets first right. is usually the first to warm. So if this lobe of colder air that we're seeing sets up over Canada and just hangs around for the first three months of fall, I know. Yeah. more than likely you'll have that meander over to Siberia, and then we'll have kind of a early spring. Yeah. Um, that's usually the trend, uh, but we'll have to see what we have here for late fall. I, I'm really thinking November, December is going to be battle month um, just because of what's setting up. 
right and now. And we've already seen it. What's going on right, right now, now? Yeah. I'm like, this could be a pre-indicator of what's coming for the right. entire winter, too. Right. Because, we'll I mean, you take this low that's over us now and move it to winter. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's five, six days of just snow. snetty snow, and especially yeah. lake effects. Yeah. yeah. We would have a lot of snow on the ground. So yeah. that is uh, that is kind of what we are trying to figure out at the moment for, for winter. But I, I can honestly say I think it's going to be a very normal winter, but you're going to see probably major events up. Yeah. So you will have your snow. You will have your cold. But with major events, that could really change uh, single day or two day snow totals. Right. And that, that's that something way. we talked about, think about. Right. But, you know, I, I kind of tend to agree that we're going to have finally a normal winter. We haven't mm-hmm. had one in a while and kind of do. And just the pattern right now and how that system's kind of sliding on through again, upper level, low up to our north, and right. keeping us in that cold weather pattern. I go, yeah, I can see more of these happening all winter long. Yep. And just keep that colder coming through. Hoping. I'd love it myself, but we'll see. Yeah, we don't want any repeats of 2014. No polar vortex hanging around. For Not 20, 30 degrees below zero. No, no, uh, no, I, no. I remember those days like, <laughs> that is so cold. Okay, give it us was, a break. That was six months of uh, torture on my heating bill. I don't want that. Right, and then the following year, like, the lakes never warmed up. It took another yeah. year to warm up the lakes and warm up again and warm up again. And that pattern was brutal. Yeah, it wasn't fun. So we'll see what happens in northern Michigan. Uh Michael, it's been a day. It's been a week. Yeah. It's been a great evening. It's going to be a great evening. Yes. Hopefully for football players, too. Not too bad out there right now. A couple of showers. But like we talked about at the beginning, a uh, great time to check out the fall yeah, colors. get out there and enjoy. Orchards, wineries, whatever it is. Yeah. Get out there and get it. It's, it's, it's so nice right now. And right now it's the higher elevations, inland areas. Next two weeks afterwards, lower elevations, Traverse yeah. City, Manatee, Ludington, Potosky, and, of course, we've been talking about the tall trees. trees. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. I hope you have a great day uh, for Chief Meteorologist Tom O'Hare. And meteorologist Michael Stevens. Have a great day.